The following is brought to you with no commercial interruptions. Listen up. I think it's just part of my who I am and that like I just kind of like to do things my own way. I don't really like it like when people are telling me I have to listen to something. So like I, I think I mentioned this on the first time I was here. Oh, I'm sure I mentioned this that I became a fan when I was like six or seven years old in 1995. And it's probably almost a good thing I became a Pearl Jam fan then. They were still the biggest band in the world, but I was it was still like newer to me where it hadn't been like shoved down my throat constantly like mm-hmm. those early years. I don't know. If I would have been older, who knows if I still would have been a fan. That's one of those hypothetical situations I think about oh. a lot. But you did benefit then from them being all over the place and everything, telling that you true. that they, you got to listen to them. Huh? Oh, you hypocrite. Oh. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> all right. This, this is over. This is over. This interview's <laughs> over. <laughs> I'll just, just look at my publicist, like confused. Just walk out of You're here. You're a bad reporter. How dare you! (laughs) Welcome to season three, episode eighteen of the Better Band Podcast, an all-encompassing trip through the Pearl Jam catalog. I am your host, Brandon Palomo. Each episode, my guest and I go track by track through every album, soundtrack, and single to discover why you simply can't find a better band. Welcome back to the Better Band Podcast. I am Brandon, and my guest today is Andrew Plath returning. Hello, Andrew. Hello, Brandon. How are you? I am well. And you? Yeah, I'm good. Hunkered, hunkered down here, as as I'm sure a lot of people are. But yeah, that's uh, well. Who knows about in the future if people go back and listen to this and they'd be like, "What the hell are they yeah. talking about? What's this reference to?" Yes. Oh well. <laughs> yes. And when the ape overlords take over society, <laughs> they will know that this was the moment. This was the moment. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. But... The song we're talking about today is Out of My Mind, the B-side to the Not For You single that came out on March 21st, 1995. They had CDs and imports and vinyl and cassettes even. Uh, this is pretty much an improv that they did uh, at the 94 April 2nd Atlanta Fox Theater show uh, before the the infamous uh, radio-recorded Fox Theater show.
see, and they've uh, after after they played it there and kind of made it up as they went along. A couple days later in uh, Massachusetts, they decided to try it again, and uh, of course, Eddie didn't know the lyrics because he was just making it up all at the same time. to listen to it and uh, it's like okay that's what I sang and then the third time they played it at the uh, the final spectrum show on Halloween they he got the lyrics just about right and then uh, and then they played it a fourth time at uh, oh crap why didn't I write that down wait yes I did at the first uh, Boston away shows in uh, 2018 yeah and what I what I love about that Boston one from uh 2018 Fenway is um kind of like the uh the one minute like about a minute and 10 seconds intro that Eddie does talking about re- talking about reefer <laughs> so I don't know if you know but you know pot is legal in Seattle Seattle. Yeah, and it was like, and I, I feel like I remember hearing some people say that, like, you know, he was. I haven't listened to the whole bootleg for that that show, but I remember people saying, like, yeah, he was pretty talky that talkative that night. So, <laughs> which I'm okay with because it's 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 interesting to juxtapose 2018 Eddie with, let's say, um, I'll just use this as an example because I listened to it recently, Vault Nine, 1993 Eddie, where. He's like in 2018. He's on this long conversation about weed, and he's like, "You know, marijuana is legal in Seattle." And it's like, okay, waiting for you to bring that back to Boston, Massachusetts. But he never got there. That's that's okay. That's okay. Short term memory loss is a side effect of smoking the devil's lettuce. But uh, and then you know, I so I I listened to that, and then I listened to Vault Number Nine from 1993, and he is like Eddie at his like. Iggy pop kind of crowd goading, actually more like Jim Morrison, kind of the crowd goading, like just kind of making fun of them and well, not like playfully though, like because I and um, 
Yeah, I just love those moments mm-hmm. in Vault 9. I think, like, my favorite Eddie ad lib in that is when he's like, people, you could just hear people shouting Dirty Frank over and over and over again. He's just like, fuck Dirty Frank. <laughs> he's in jail. We give him the death penalty. <laughs> oh, my God. I love that. Like, I love that kind of, to use a hockey term, like chirping. Like, you know, we're just kind of like chirping back and forth. Like, mm-hmm. they're yelling Dirty Frank. He's like, fuck Dirty Frank. But then they would play Dirty Frank, like, what, like a few months later in Boston, maybe even before that. But, like, you know, he's just kind of having fun. And now him having fun is talking about weed, which is just kind of hilarious. So I just, I like that juxtaposition of kind of, like, more punk rock frontman Eddie in the early 90s. And and now he's, like, you know, Mr. Dad Joke Eddie with the... uh, this really long conversation about um, weed. And I never thought I would have heard, you know, Eddie naming lists of strains. Oh, is that what he's Was doing? It, is that what all those yeah. things are? Oh, yeah, mean, I, like, I, I don't know. I don't have any idea. Right. That's, uh, yeah, me, that's yeah, uh, me, me neither. Um, <laughs> my friend Randy, um, <laughs> Randrew, um, he, um, he knows a lot about this. But, (laughs) but uh, no, like he's like AK forty seven, or he's like, I think he said, uh, didn't he say like Gorilla Glue or something? Anyway, but like he's just he's naming all these strains, and I'm just the whole time he's talking, I'm just like, man, I wish I had a camera on Stone Gossard's face right now, because like, because like, (laughs) what? How is he reacting? Because I know I always think of that when I hear those ad libs in or not ad libs but like just when he's just talking when the band is playing like what are the other band members specifically stone thinking because i i envision like matt just like all right i'm just gonna keep the Mm -hmm. tight pocket (laughs) like just keep the groove going i'm just gonna jeff is just jeff he's he's probably internally loving it like yeah man this is fucking punk rock artistic and mike's just doing his other but stone i'm like what what is he thinking because i He's just talking, and like I'm sure still like, when is this gonna be over? Like, when is this Mm -hmm. gonna be done? You just never know. He's just talking and talking and talking. It makes me think of now referencing another vault, Vault Eight from that Missoula show when they played Even Flow, and like they're right about to get to like the the bridge part, or like you know after the solo, I think it was. They're like right about to start. And he goes, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to take a second. And they just, like, I just want to see Stone's face in that moment right then. Cause they are like, you could hear it. They're about to get into that part after the solo and they just have to stop. Cause he's like, <laughs> he just talks for this long time and he's like, you're going to take the, take the chorus. And it's actually a, just a really beautiful performance of that song that I know people get are kind of, I don't say sick of, but yeah, it's, it's been played a lot, but, you know, I, I just wonder, like, if you're in a band and your front man starts, like, just talking, like, what, that's just, I don't know, I, I think that fascinates me mm-hmm. because, of, you know, in my profession, do a lot of group counseling, also growing up playing sports, I'm always fascinated by, like, team dynamics and, like, how you have to work with different personalities and things like that and, like, you know, you just have to go with it, and Eddie's just talking, and Stone's just there, like, what the? F-? <laughs> I'm, I should say, I'm assuming. I, I mean, Stone, he could have just been like, oh yeah, this is fine. 
because I'm in the stone <laughs> zone and I don't care. Yeah. Stone zone. <laughs> Doing my little uh, chicken walk, uh, little playing thing here. Yeah. Bob my head. Yeah. Under underrated um, rock musician. What would you call that? Uh, nonverbal or like nonverbal behavior? You know, because I always, I always think of like the Elvis with the hips. You've got Joe Strummer with the electric leg. He would just like do that electric leg thing the whole time. Pete Townsend in his windmills. Windmill. And then there's Stone with the chicken duck walk where he's just like, yeah. you know, kind of <laughs> <laughs> underrated. Underrated, I think. Because it's just, you can't take your eyes off him. Yeah. I think everybody kind of has that uh, that view of Stone. They kind of view him as the, uh, I don't know, the one with the least amount of humor or the kind of the most square one. Yeah, and just because of the way he kind of he just got to look. The it's it's the puss on his face that does it. The kind of resting face he has. Yeah. <laughs> but I know, like in the interviews and stuff like that, like I know that he was, especially I think in the beginning and stuff, he he had a, he had a, he was cracking some jokes and yeah. Kind of, I think like if if I had to, and I don't, I don't know if this is getting too real, if people don't want to think about what's going on, but like if I had to be quarantined. With and I had to just pick one member of Pearl Jam. Mm-hmm. Eddie, yeah, he would probably be high at the list, but I gotta say, Stone would be in the running for me because, like, I just feel like after a few days, he would break down those like Stone defenses, and then it would get weird. I mean, like, dirty mm-hmm. coffee mugs, chicken hats, <laughs> like all kinds of weird shit. You know, it, it'd just be like, yeah, it would be, um, you know, probably enjoying some of that uh some of that stuff that uh, ed was talking about uh in the beginning of the show just like just breaking down the shell of stone the stone <laughs> of stone the stone walls the, stone walls. <laughs> the garden <laughs> of stone yeah but yeah i would i would love to hang out with stone in a quarantine for two weeks i mean what what kinds of crazy stuff would he talk about or Maybe he is like his persona, and I would be bored after a few hours. But then, you know, know. he probably has some weird something that he's geeky about. That uh, I don't know, Ed and Jeff probably with sports and uh, something something besides music that uh, that Stones into. I don't know, yeah, stamp collecting, uh, model 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 ships and bottles. Oh yeah, you know. (laughs) So now. Now I'm envisioning this. I have the visual in my mind, in my basement. I'm sitting down here, and then I hear, you know, I hear the sound of some light blue Crocs just, like, squeaking (laughs) on the first floor. And I'm like, is that Stone? He comes walking down the stairs. He's got those Crocs. He's got his shirt tucked into his jeans. (laughs) And he's got, like, a, oh, what do you call that? One of those things that to make pottery with, like, from the movie, um, What's the like pottery wheel? Or... Yeah, the pottery wheel. And he's like, "All right, let's 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 get down. Let's 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 make <laughs> let's make some jars." And I'm like, "All right, let's do it, man." And we're just rocking, making pottery, you know, throwing all kinds of stuff going on. I mean, I I don't know. These are the these are the things that you think about when you haven't been able to go outside for seven days. <laughs> so just hanging out, hanging out with uh, with stone. And I, I think that that's quite possibly one of the greatest tragedies of the tour being postponed. What's happening to this breakfast with stone idea? I mean, like, remember that contest that they were like, you could have breakfast with stone. Can you imagine having breakfast with stone? No, oh, yeah. Like yeah. you just 
show up and you know i i would be like so nervous and just like hey man like how's it going and he's like yeah does this place have any french toast and i'd be like <laughs> oh my god we both love french toast <laughs> that'd be freaking out Stone, yeah uh hash browns or uh or uh or country fries or whatever uh i would i would also pay to hear stone gossard say the word macchiato <laughs> what like doesn't he look like a guy that drinks a macchiato like yeah just give me a macchiato like oh. eh, he seems kind of more like a black coffee i think kind of just like how dare you ruin my fantasy my <laughs> coffee fantasy yeah uh anyway the song anyway. Uh... <laughs> i'm done having my fangirl moment no, that's all right. We were we're all we're, we're all we're all a little bit out of our minds here. That's uh. See, look, I bring oh, it back. Bring it back. Oh bring yeah, it back. I'm the master. Yeah. Um, this song, yeah, it's just a band. I I think it took me a while too to to kind of realize it's like you know what I think they're just making this up as they go along. Yeah, and it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they they have um other sort of improv songs and stuff, one-offs that they've done and everything. And I think like calling this, you know, a real song and seeing it on the B side of this uh, single is kind of like, Oh, it's a real song. And then it's kind of like, Hey, you know what? I think they're just kind of making it up. I don't really, it's kind of like the same thing kind of over and over again. And the lyrics kind of don't rhyme, but you know, that's, that's kind of not out of the ordinary for Pearl Jam, but they, uh, don't really talk about anything (laughs) yeah but i just think it shows the cohesion of the band because like they're able to have this improv where they're just doing whatever and like i feel like i (laughs) i feel like i would be in a situation if i was in a band like this and we were improving or something like that i'd have one member that has like seen spinal tap like too many times and like we're all we're all grooving, and then they just decide like, mm-hmm. okay, now is the time for like a, a drum solo. And they just like, can you imagine if you're just listening to out of your mm-hmm. out of my mind? And they're just like playing the improv, and then Dave is just like, fuck it, I'm gonna drum solo right now. He's like, and everyone just looks at him like, come on, man, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. So that's what's fascinating to me that they're all like, no, let's just keep doing this. Like, let's not be, let's just keep it rocking. So. When I was uh, in a band in my younger years, we kind of always dreamed about, it's like, oh, dude, let's jam. Let's, oh, yeah, let's improv a song. And, of course, we were never <laughs> able to do anything because they would all like, kind of like look at me. It's like, okay, we'll start something. It's kind of like, oh, well, me? Um, okay, how about like this? It's like, okay, cool. Uh, yeah. All right, now let's change to this. Wait, wait, no, no, you can't really. We don't know what we're doing. We can, oh, geez. Just didn't really yeah. have that uh that uh <laughs> musical foundation <laughs> the 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 being uh being good at her instruments <laughs> at that point yet yeah that's true yeah like i remember it wasn't like a band but like i played bass like my brother played guitar and i remember us just uh, when i was in college just sitting around hanging out with, it was my brother myself and my friend uh dan janicki and like my brother was just playing the acoustic guitar and like Dan just like ad lib this song about being a trucker from Cincinnati. Uh-huh. And like, he has been on, the, he's been on the road for so long and he misses Cincinnati. And it was like, I was just like in awe of that moment because I was like, man, I am not like that spontaneous. And this dude's just like free. He's just 
say whatever comes to his mind. And so that's what impresses me so much about a song like Out of My Mind or any of their, their improvs. It's like, yeah, just say whatever comes into comes into my mind and it makes sense and it's just it's it's an impressive feat, I would say. Yeah. It's like freestyle rapping. It's yeah. like, whoa, what the heck? How yeah. can you think about the words that rhyme <laughs> that that close to each other? Yeah, there's this there's this guy on Twitter. I think his name is like it's like Mark Rubelier. It's very French. But like he's he just has this like keyboard and like this sound machine. And like he'll, he's mm-hmm. doing this like live stream, like the quarantine live stream, and people just like send topics out to him, and he just like comes up with a song, like a like a minute to mm-hmm. minute thirty second song. I remember listening to this song from him that I'll have to share with you about like Dungeons and Dragons, mm-hmm. and it's hilarious. And he just thinks of it like in the moment. Mm-hmm. I guess I guess that that's what it must feel like to have musical talent. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, it's it's impressive, and 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 that's why I don't. I mean, we were talking about this with music being subjective to each their own, but that's why I don't get why so many people disrespect and and don't really like rap. It's just impressive, like freestyling like that, just like being in mm-hmm. the moment, being present, and I, I, that always impresses me. To each their own, though. Yeah, I th- I think um it might be too you know not the, the racism aside the the <laughs> hidden racism aside but enough. like the 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 kind of you know early you know if you compared if you compare early rap to sort of like rap as it evolved and everything kind of like a b c one two three this is how i rhyme this is how i rap yeah that's kind of like oh okay well that's like something that kind of anybody can do but then you have people who you know will have inside rhymes and you know these weird kind of slant rhyme patterns and stuff like that where it's like oh my gosh like it's a whole if you take a look at it and you have it like mapped out and stuff like that, like with the words that are rhyming in the parts and where they fit into the lyrics and stuff like that. You're like, oh my gosh, like if I was to try to do, I'd have to sit down and like, like make a spreadsheet and try to figure everything out. And then it's like, oh, and then you're not just rhyming words, you're making the sentences, you know, try to make sense. And you're not just putting this word in here that doesn't fit into to what you're saying or whatever. Yeah, I'd have a tough time freestyling without just bringing it back meta and like i'd probably like saying a couple lines and then just being like i don't know what i'm doing right now and like that's how that's how all my freestyles would end i'd be like (laughs) i don't know what i'm doing right now yeah going from there or something about pizza (laughs) i'd just be pizza is a hard word in a rhyme pizza what rhymes with pizza is this is this like or is this like orange? <laughs> nice to meet you. Yeah, nice to meet. Oh, nice. We'll just we'll need Ed's help. He's good at like coming up with like the the changing of the words to make them rhyme and just like you know kind of ad libbing it there. So mm-hmm. We'll need we need help with the send help, Ed. We need help rhyming pizza. Um, let's see the lyrics i guess you could say that's kind of I, I i can see how he was he had the uh the weed rant at that one you got the middle of it kind of talking about uh <laughs> wish you could help me give me a pill just a little drink that i could swill kind of talking about uh substances i guess and mm-hmm. uh i don't know is is this uh I, I i know that there's no hidden meaning or anything like that behind it because it's just kind of coming 
out of his head and just seeing all the words and stuff like that that are just coming mm-hmm. to him and stuff. But do you think that there is kind of like a, a a theme in it, just sort of, you know, wanting help or somebody trying to tell you is like, oh, if you're in a situation that kind of seems like the first verse is like, okay, hey, somebody tell me what to do, you know, do do life for me because I can't do it myself. And then the second verse is kind of like, you know, I need to self-medicate or to, you know, have some sort of chemical so I can get this, get out of this place in my mind, but you're not in your mind. You're out of your mind. Oh, Hey. Mm-hmm. And then, um, I don't know. The third verse is kind of, um, I don't know, being, being resigned to madness, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like you said, it's, it's tough because it's, it's just a, an improv. So it's tough to, try and pull out a theme there's definitely something there about the self-medication piece i mean that's and i think that's what the phrase out of my mind i think that's what he's going for there not necessarily but, being and not just kind of being just out of your mind drunk or something like yeah. that kind of not not in your control of your faculties mm-hmm. uh be like that instead of having a, a yeah. mental sort of issue there right well it could be i mean it could be substance you could i mean you know it's the lyrics are just the quote-unquote lyrics are just in such a way it could be anxiety too uh you know that experience of being really anxious about something and in you know for example um ocd obsessive compulsive um is often described the way people think about it is or experience it it's often like substance use uh not to get all psychobabbly but that is my profession but uh people that have ocd it it can be like substance use there uh can be you know attached to certain behaviors that they have to certain compulsions that they have to do otherwise it won't lessen their anxiety so you know you could you could make the argument for like anxiety or something like that but i think it it leans more towards the the substance piece just because talk about pills and drink and things like that but yeah yeah, it's i would love to hear the internal dialogue that eddie has in that moment of like you know what where he's trying to go with it what he's trying to what he's trying to say um yeah it's just a it's just an interesting kind of fun song and yeah it just lends itself to um that that kind of uh open-ended nature i guess just because there's whatever comes to mind I do think it's interesting that the there's the mister in the first verse. Wish you could help me, mister. Wish you could pull me up. I wish you could pack my parachute, mister. I wish you could lift me up. He has the mister piece and then drops it. Like, again, this is probably, we're probably overanalyzing something that is, that doesn't have that much, that much substance to it but <laughs> i did find it interesting that there's, there's the mister in the first part you know kind of like the calling out for help and then you know the you in the second verse so as referencing another like wish you could help me but then from there there's not really any references to people other than himself it could be somebody sort of disassociating and kind of talking to themselves or, or it could possibly be the first first could be like somebody who's uh, who's unhomed and who's kind of like asking for people on the street kind of walking by it's like hey you know help me mister you know give me uh, some change or something like that 
Yeah. Could be, yeah. And that's a challenge with, with sometimes with lyrics and their meaning as well. Um, because sometimes when you find out what things mean, it can lessen it. Like, I think, I still love Go, but, like, when people were talking about that whole thing with the truck, it was kind of like, this is about his truck. It's like, ah, you know, that kind of... That lessens some of the, like, oh, man. Yeah, it lessens <laughs> some of the significance. But then I've also heard, you know, it's like it's about the fans, it's about this, blah, blah, blah. So but sometimes those interpretations can kind of like, oh, like I didn't uh I didn't really um didn't really think about that. Like um it makes me think of the song uh by Fugazi called Great Cop, where I think like and I remember reading it in that thirty three and a third book series that they did on In on the Kill Taker and I think everyone thought this song was like a, uh, you know, challenging of authority and this kind of conversation about all this stuff. And, you know, they talked to Ian and it's like, yeah, we were at the show and this like security guard was kind of being a dick. And it was like, yeah, you'd be a great cop. And it's like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, that, it's that idea of like the simplest answer sometimes is the most correct. Like it's not this, it's not this whole big thing. It's just, yeah, I had this one experience at a concert one time, and I felt like writing about it. Yeah, like that. Uh, oh man, I can't remember who it is or what the song is. Where it's kind of like, oh, this uh, this guy is like, oh, wrote a song. I know it's not. I don't think it's Brandy or something. It's kind of like, oh, about this girl. It's like, oh no, it's about my dog or something. But maybe it's a, it's a Neil yeah. Neil Diamond or something. I can't remember. Yeah, well, that that was kind of always the always the thing with um, with Kurt's lyrics. He would always kind of, and that was. You know, him, I do think some of that was just him trying to present this persona in the media, but just being like, you know, these are just kind of words. Like, they don't always mean things. Like, people attach too much meaning to them. Like, he's just... So, I mean, whether that's true or, again, whether he is just trying to kind of be that nihilistic persona in the media, that's up for debate, I guess. But, yeah, lyrics are lyrics are interesting. Because you could just interpret it so many different ways, and there's just yeah, with all the complexities that could come in there. But yeah, sometimes the simplest answer is the most correct. Yes, and Occam's razor, if you will. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, I think that's uh, yeah. pretty much it for this, right? I mean, yeah. we've been we've been making it up as we went along, right? And uh, yes. and so did they. This and was... I, I guess that's kind of a. A, a wrap up. Yes. I'll, I'll take credit for that. I'll say that uh, I accomplished my. Uh... <laughs> yes, our podcast tribute to out of out of my mind. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, and, uh, and I'll uh, I'll ha- I'll have you back once I uh, start talking about no code. Yeah, yeah. Thanks for having me, Brandon. Good good chit chat about about a song that's only been played four times. So we we did what we could. We did what we could. Better Brand Podcast is produced by ListenUpReno.com and Brandon Palomo and published using a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 4.0 license. Please visit creativecommons.org or email listenupreno at gmail.com for more details. All music played is owned by the respective publishers and copyright holders and is reproduced for review purposes only under fair use. You can subscribe to the Better Band Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or from betterbandpod.com using your favorite podcast app. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at Better Band Pod. I am on Twitter at Brandon P. B-R-A-N-D-E-N-P. 
If you would like to be a guest on a future episode, send an email to betterbandpod at gmail.com or send any insights and stories you'd like to share and I'll read them on the season finale episode. Again, I'd like to thank my guest, Andrew, and as always, this is Brandon saying... Hello, everybody. I'm Troy McClure, star of such films as P is for Psycho and The President's Neck is Missing. <laughs>